In January, armed men kidnapped three Chinese nationals and killed two guards that were with the team. They were working on a hydroelectric transmission project in Nigeria's central state of Niger. Last year, three Chinese expatriates could not be accounted for after a group of terrorists opened fire on troops stationed at a construction company in Kaduna in the northwest of the country. These attacks highlight the impact of the growing insecurity on the safety of Chinese workers supporting the construction of infrastructure projects. In the past decade, close to 50 Chinese nationals in Nigeria are reported to have either been killed or kidnapped. What will be the implication of this trend? Considering China's large-scale investments in Nigeria, which the China Global Investment Tracker estimates to be close to $41 billion as of July 2021. Hello, welcome to The Crisis Room, a podcast from Human Angle. I am Mariam Mustafa. In this podcast, we look at crisis trends across the country and answer the tough questions around them. This week, I am here with my colleagues Murtala Abdullahi and Kunle Adibajo. Thank you, Mariam. Today, we'll be looking at the potential impact of insecurity on Chinese investment and projects in the country. The security weeks will be a concern considering the involvement of Chinese employees in the execution of these projects, which are mostly in remote areas. These bilateral projects often require the hands-on involvement of Chinese workers. An example is the state-owned China Civil Engineering Construction Corporation that is estimated to have nearly 20,000 employees in Nigeria and is also in charge of over 120 construction projects. There's a lot of projects when you look at it, and the numbers actually shows that the Chinese are doing a lot of projects in the country, and it also shows us the amount of our Chinese uh, employees that are involved with these projects. So it kind of gives us a glance into the importance of Chinese investment in Nigeria, and also the risks posed by the country's continuous struggle with uh, insecurity. Uh, data collected by the Nigeria Security Tracker shows that between June 2012 and June 2022, uh, there have been at least 29 incidents leading to the killing and abduction of Chinese nationals. Um, and not all of these incidents have been catalogued in the security tracker, as noted by the recent Human Angle report on Chinese expatriates and increased security risks. An example of the omitted incident is back in March 2021, when the military stated that it had secured the freedom of 14 members of a Chinese fishing boat who were abducted by pirates. Um, to provide more context on the potential impacts of the problem is Kuli Adibajo, Human Angle Head of Investigation. Welcome to the Crisis Room, Kunli. What did you find out about the scale of the problem? Thanks a lot, Miriam. So what we did was to analyze data from uh, the Nigeria Security Tracker, as Muritala rightly pointed out. Mm -hmm. And we saw that at least 12 Chinese nationals were killed in Nigeria between the 10-year period. And at the same time, at least 39 of them were victims of abduction. Similarly, about 10 security agents lost their lives. Uh, most of them were escorts to employees of Chinese companies. Uh, the incidents especially occurred in the north, central, and southwest regions of Nigeria especially after 2014 
before which there were more incidents in northeast Nigeria due to the Boko Haram uprising. There's also been a spike. Uh, the highest number of incidents, like we noted, were recorded in 2020 and 2021. So far, we are still monitoring incidents this year. Like you said, we've noticed that there are a lot of incidents that have gone unreported. Not all these developments make it to news reports. So the full gamut of the problem is something that we do not have a grasp of. We can only estimate based on press reports that uh, have been documented. The interesting thing is that the NSC statistics strongly indicate that Chinese nationals are the foreigners most affected by insecurity in Nigeria. Of course, there are people from other countries, but what available data suggests is they are the greatest victims currently. Okay, so what do you think are most likely the long-term implications of this critical situation? So, I mean, before we even start talking about the long-term implications, we are already seeing immediate effects, especially when it comes to contract delays. So th there are a lot of projects being implemented in Nigeria that are probably funded by Chinese loans or just being executed by Chinese companies. And some of those projects are not getting delivered as at when do you or when they were planned to be launched or commissioned due to the security situation in those communities. Uh, for example, we have the construction of the Kano Maiduguri Road and the Kano Kaduna Rail Line. There's also the Lokoja Bini Road where four Chinese expatriates were kidnapped and released only after a ransom was paid. So the incident led to the reluctance of other workers to resume work at that site. So another thing that points to the weight of these developments is the fact that the Chinese government itself has expressed concerns at various times about the incident. Thankfully, China allied companies have shown more resilience compared to other companies when it comes to executing projects in Nigeria. Oh, it's actually interesting that the Chinese companies tend to have more resilience when compared to their counterparts. So uh, what do you think? Is it because of the Chinese high tolerance? Yeah, so what experts have told us is that at its core, China is still a developing economy. And if you can, if I can use this slang, they say China still has a sort of hustling spirit with the way it interacts with other, other countries. So they have higher thresholds for risk, higher tolerance levels, and they are able to take more risks when they are executing projects in other countries. And then again, China believes that one of the most effective ways to tackle insecurity is through more investments in development and not less. So when they are trying to assist a country that's experiencing uh, armed violence, one of the things that they prioritize is investing in education, health, infrastructure, etc. But it's not hard to see how worsening security levels can lead to more withdrawals of investments ultimately. Interesting. Uh, one follow-up question. What can be done to mitigate the problem? The simple solution really is for the Nigerian government to take security measures more seriously and to realize that protecting lives and property is not just about the safety of its own citizens or the safety of foreign citizens within its territory, but about investment, foreign direct investment. It's about growth and national development. And uh, we also need more support for law enforcement and security agencies from both local authorities and the Chinese government. We need 
more equipment, more manpower, more support when it comes to intelligence gathering, gathering and so on. It's also really important for Chinese companies and the Chinese government to be better informed uh, about the way it cooperates or engages with uh, local law enforcement. Because something that we've realized is that sometimes they provide support for law enforcement at the top of the hierarchy, but that support does not trickle down to the officers or the personnel that are protecting the Chinese nationals on the ground. So what happens is that these personnel are not incentivized enough to actually do their best to protect the lives of these foreign citizens. And we just think if they understand the terrain better, it would also help them to protect their own citizens and better serve their interests. Uh, thank you, Kunli, for sharing this insight with us. What's clear is that uh, multifaceted response is needed to address the insecurity across Nigeria, and particularly to build the capacity and capability of law enforcement agents, uh, or else it will have an impact on the execution of this critical infrastructure. And as well as the use of these uh, facilities, we can see that this threat is impacting road transportation across the country, especially in the Northwest. Uh, we can also see the Kaduna Abuja train service that has been uh, suspended because of the attack that happened in March. Thank you, Kunle and Murtala. That was quite an interesting conversation. This is an episode of Human Angle Crisis Room. Thank you for listening. I am Mary Mustafa. Join in next week for another episode. Members of our production team are Murtala Abdullahi and Anthony Asemota. The executive producer is Ahmed Salkida. <laughs>